It's Jen the Builder. And Corey. And we are on another elevator ride to talk about the impact of starting. Yeah, let's get it started. There's a song. Yeah, that's why I said it. Yeah. (laughs) And so now that song is stuck in my head. Right. Corey, I love how we're going to start. I hope, by the way, that you've had um, a good week thus far. Yeah, so I wanted to reflect a little bit over the weekend. Um, Something pretty fun happened for uh, the Shameless Band. We were um, at the Pan Anna event, which was the Mid-Autumn Festival. It's an Asian festival Mm -hmm. that just was such a good time. Tons of food, tons of vendors. Good energy, right? Great energy. I mean, the people were so nice, and we were able to come in, set our gear up, enjoy the the actual festival, and then we were able to perform, and they received us, and it was just, man, we had a really good time. I'm going to be posting this stuff on uh, the Shameless Band's YouTube channel. I'm also going to be posting it on on our social media. So if you want to just get a look, I mean, so brightly colorful and so many different uh, backgrounds in, in the Asian community were, were just showed up and represented. Just a, a great time. Jen, did you want to talk about that a little bit? I want to commend the Shameless Band for being an opening act. And that's a tough thing to do. The crowd's just getting there. Some people are tired. They haven't had breakfast yet. Or if they are eating, they're eating the yummy food, Asian food that kind of weighs you down, right? <laughs> um but you all just brought the energy. You started that day of the festival in such an amazing way. And what I loved is that it brought, just like good music does, live music on top of that is people of all ages. There was so much diversity there in something that was primarily Asian. Yeah. Um, and the community, right? So it was in the city of Walnut. And you could really see the strength of the community just coming together. There were kids there from um, Val Verde School, and I'm not sure if it's a junior high, high school, but they were there doing their performing art stuff. Um, And then there were some Asian people showing like old techniques of battle and the way they fight. And then the one, the art in martial arts. Yeah. Right. So good. And the fact that you started that and it was so good. And I know I haven't really heard y'all perform like that in such a while. It was good to hear the new lineup of the songs. I love that almost all your songs were original. And I think that is another um, part that I thought would have been a challenge. So not only are you the first act in the morning, you're playing songs that people don't know. Yeah. So they can't sing along with it. They don't know where their songs are going, but man, did they appreciate it. And they were so engaged. Yeah. And I'm just going to tackle that a little bit because we started out um, not so much as a cover band, but we, we were willing to play covers to get different uh, shows and gigs. And uh, it just wasn't working out for us. It was really starting to weigh us down and tire us out because I mean, those are marathons. When you start playing two and a half to four hours, um, and you're a musician that really wants to get your work out there, it, it's just really overwhelming. So we've trimmed back the cover tunes and cover songs, and we, we are enjoying ourselves mm-hmm. 
immensely where we can just perform our songs. And yes, we know that people don't know the songs, but we feel like they're strong enough songs that we can introduce them to people and they'll begin to sing along because the, the hooks and the choruses are pretty catchy. So yeah, that, great time. And thank you, Panana. Thank you, uh, Mid-Autumn Festival for- Mount Sack. Mount Sack for yeah. opening the, the doorway for the Shameless Band to be a part of that event. Yeah, truly, truly. So I was so happy to see a couple of women that have not been to a live performance by the Shameless Band. Yeah, yeah. So Don and Yolanda, it was so great hanging out with you. Um, and Don made my day when she said, I love all their songs. And you all are working on the second album. So, of course, I know she's referring to the first one. Right. And I know you've released one song from the second one, right? Right. She said, I love It's All Right. I'm like, what? So that is my favorite song. In fact, we played that song on this podcast and gave it some airtime. Absolutely. Um, because it was a song that you wrote for me, especially during the time of, it was during covid and I was really missing the kids yeah, and the separation and the isolation and things like that. And so it was really around being empty nesters and having your lives dedicated to your children and then seeing your kids grow up and do their own thing. Yeah. Right. So I thought it would be so cool to talk about starting a relationship because that song always brings me back Corey to when we began our relationship. Mm. And so let's give our friends some tips on starting a significant relationship in their lives. Sure. Okay. Go. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's straight on me. Yes. Okay. So my, my thing Okay, so I'm going I'm going to reveal a few of my secrets. Ew. And then Corey's dating secrets. Yeah, I don't want no judgment <laughs> and I don't want no one coming up to me. No, I'm playing. You can come up to me and say whatever you want to say and and you can judge me as much as you want to because guess what? That's what people do. And if you consider yourself one of my friends and and that's how you Respond to me. I'm not going to be mad. I'm an open book. So mm-hmm. this is what I did as a younger person um, entering into the dating world to start a relationship. I needed to understand women. I needed to know women. I needed to read what women read and think like women thought. <laughs> Watch movies that women watched so that when those conversations wow. came up, I wouldn't be in the dark. So, yes, I read Cosmopolitan. I looked at some of the teen beat magazines because, yeah, there's, you know, guys in there with shirts off and muscles and all that (laughs) kind of stuff. But then there's the articles about the things that women really want to, you know, sink their teeth into. Uh, There's a lot of romanticizing in these books. There's a lot of top 10 things to do, top 10 things not to do. And those are the things that, that you know, you really want to bite your teeth into because going into a relationship, if you have no commonality, if you have no likability that women have, guess what? It's like cats and dogs. You just really don't know because the, the male species and the female species is mm. so different. Yeah. 
I mean, night and day, we talk different languages. We, we look at things differently. And so I needed to find out, you know, what it was that you guys were into and how you did it. And that's what I did. And that, that was my start to getting to know what, uh, what women were like and what they, what they did. That's really good. You think so? I've never heard. Yeah, that is really good advice. And that makes sense, Corey. Um, when we met, in spite of the circumstances and all those things in life. Yeah, we want to um, talk about those things. Yeah. It's the good stuff. I thought immediately that you brought in open communication. I think from day one, we were very honest about where we were at in life. Yep. And what our intentions and expectations were, right? Right. And so we were able to establish shared interests as well. Right. Um, one of the things, looking back, and I hope I'm never single again. I want to live with you <laughs> and be with you for the rest of my life, forever and ever, amen. One of the things that I would have done differently from my perspective is, so take your time. Like, don't rush into it. Make sure your values and interests and you know what you're looking for in a partner. I was just blessed enough to to know that you were the right one for me. Um, but I didn't, I didn't do the time. I didn't take the time to do inventory on me. You know, just kind of jumped into it and went with it felt good. Right. And, you know, we were just going to go through things. So, well, well just in... Your de- your defense, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of that falls on the man in the first place. It's my job to convince you that you need a husband and that husband is me because I'm already convinced that I needed a wife and my wife was you. Mm. I got into um, brain and mind mode opposed to bed mode. When you get into bed mode, you're just trying to have a a quick fix and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. But if you get into mind mode, now you're thinking about me the way you need to think about me in long terms. And that's what most men don't do. Most men aren't concerned about, I need to be in her mind, in her brain. I need to mm. her to be thinking about me and understanding me and, and vice versa. But if you already know the route you're going, a lot of that you don't have to worry about. And so whatever it was that you were going through or the woman is going through, we're slowly eliminating all the fears and all the um, insecurities. That's why I didn't have to worry about being a bad boy or a jerk because your mind wasn't going to be on that stuff anyway. Your mind mm. was going to be on, wait a minute, this guy can take care of me. This guy can right. you know, t- do things that I can't do for myself and not as a simp or a wimp. You know, I'm doing things to show you I'm a real man. And, and and this is what real men can do. This is what they're capable of, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the level of respect that you brought, um, my boundaries and just the healthy and consensual piece of the relationship. You know what I mean? Like you were so good about that and emotional support for one another. That was huge for us going into the relationship yeah. where, yeah, we could see each other and we were there during both the good times and the bad times. Mm-hmm. Your level of emotional support and empathy, huge, huge. Because remember, 
everyone. I was a single mom with two and those kind of things. So every relationship is going to have a different dynamic, right? And so some things are going to probably be more important. So quality time, not just with me, but with the kids, seeing the interaction with my family, right? And at the same time, um, respecting the fact that we had our own independence as well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's important in a relationship. Do you see yourself with this person? And is this person going to uplift you and encourage your gifts and the things that you want in life, right? And so bringing all those together, I think was really huge. For me too, conflict resolution, not avoidance, so huge. It's a natural part of a relationship. And so when you avoid having those disagreements instead of having them in a healthy way, not a good way to start a relationship, right? So being very comfortable with what your emotions are. Um, and being emotionally intelligent. Yes. Emotional intelligence. Yes. So you can respond instead of react all that beautiful stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's the relationship piece um, and much more there. But let's go ahead and talk about starting a family. Oh, You and I, how to, how to start a family. Yes. That's huge. Huge. So, man, we were a blended family. And I think in some ways, uh, that's even more of a challenge because it's already there. You don't have time to talk about how many kids do you want? No. You know, when (laughs) do you want to do this? Let's plan and save money for this. And, you know, it's like, bam, here it is. So I knew how to, I've I've worked with kids for a long time in my um, former career. Mm. That was one of my things. I worked with a non-public school and I knew that if you introduce kids, um, harshly, there's going to be major problems. So you have to do that real smooth. That transition has to work, uh, to your favor opposed to working against you. I knew that Michaela, which is our daughter, um, was going to be the smoother of the two, um, Nate was yeah, going to be smooth with you from day one. Yeah. She was, uh, Nate wasn't going to be as smooth introducing Xavier into the family dynamic. Um, Nate was very possessive and he was like, Corey is mine. And I was like, yeah, but I, there, there's someone else. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, and you have to meet him, but you know, there's a way we have to do this introduction. So, um, the starting of our family was a walk to the park and we just went to the park and played. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I spent a lot of time with Kayla and just talking to her. And, and guys, when I say this, I need you to think as pure as possible. It was multiple people, lots of people around. I wasn't isolated. I wasn't by myself. I wasn't being in an in a area where it was just Kayla and I. But I, I made sure that as we walked, we were closer in walking proximity than any of the other kids. And Jen was slightly right before us and there was kids behind us. And so I just, well, op- I think that's important because as a single mom, those are things that I was paying attention. Absolutely. To, right? and, and that's why I'm painting this picture yeah. that way, because I want people to know, you know, that Corey didn't just isolate himself with some young yeah, child. Yeah. Cause that would have been like, Oh no. Yeah. Red flags all mm-hmm. over the place. 
So I was able to, you know, talk to her and see, you know, how she ticked and she was able to see how I ticked. And I knew she had a, a biological father that um, was very much so in her life, but I wasn't there to replace or take anything away. I was there to add to, I knew that I, I cared about Jen. So um, I just wanted to give her an idea of what she was going to be seeing as I show up more and more and more. And with Nate, Guys, he as long as I played a video game, he was good. <laughs> and let him play outside. And let him play outside. Yeah. And his video game back then was Naruto. So, you know, I got really good at that game. And, hey, me and him just hit it off. And you played Bratz Dolls with Kayla. I played Bratz Dolls sure with did. Kayla. I sure <laughs> did. And and those were the things that locks and seals the deal. You know, if, if a kid feels like, oh, he's going to play with me and, and, and make sure that I'm happy and we do things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And yes, Kayla's friends and me would sit on the living room floor and pull out, whip out the dolls and, you know, have a yeah. good old time. And the boys would walk in and like, what are they doing? But it was, it was her time and then i'd go outside and play basketball and run up and down the street and even sometimes the kids from down the street would knock on the door can Corey come out and play i'm like no dude i'm a grown man i can't come out and play (laughs) i played with the little kids too yeah you did um so with that being said you could tell that you had um experience working with children absolutely um and so for me Planning and starting a family, I think parenting styles and values are so worth discussing. Yeah. Like, here's what my style is. Here's some values that are definitely my integrity in the way I parent. And here's my expectations for you. Right. And with a blended family, the other parent, you know, that can always make it a little sticky. So the way I spent time with Xavier, our youngest, was more with shopping, feeding him, you know, um, because our parenting styles are so different. I remember asking you like, why do you talk to them so much when they've done something to break like family rules or something like that? Right. See, that was new to me. That was not anything I grew up with. Uh, parents didn't talk to you about the thing. They didn't ask (laughs) me how I felt there was, here's what you did, here's the consequences, pay for it, do it, and do better next time. And so um, having those discussions are so important. And then understanding what that family dynamic's going to look like. And trust me when I say, learn from me on this one. Learn from me on that. And then support system huge like who we had in our lives to support the fact that we were blending. Um, And there are so many frustrations that come with that. Someone asked me, Jen, if you, what advice would you give me? Cause I I know this guy and he's got kids and you know, I have a kid. What, what one advice would you give me at this point? Make sure that you love each other and that there's respect there because honestly, (laughs) and I say this, truthfully it's not worth it it's a lot of work and if you're not in it completely don't 
make the family suffer. Don't make the family suffer. Don't waste your time and don't waste his time and vice versa. Because like she said, it's not worth it. If if you're just going to hurt and and really give kids baggage. And that was my main intent, not to give anybody any more baggage than they already had. I mean, imagine that these two sets of kids already have the baggage of us not being with the biological mother or father. And then we're coming in this blended family and we're going to create more baggage. That's, that's just not idea. That's not the way the plan was. So I, I knew I'm coming in this to either remove baggage or minimize it at best. Yeah. So like emotional readiness comes to my mind too, because it is emotionally challenging. So being prepared for those ups and downs and really the parents coming together and with open communication again, and that idea of teamwork, like you have to have that because once you start doing things on your own and saying, this is, this is how I'm going to deal with it. And you know, that's when it can go totally in disarray. And then of course, we're always going to put this plug in is seeking support, counseling, therapy, whatever that looks like. Like do not do this alone. Mothers, aunties, cousins, People that are going to all of them, all of them that are willing to help assist and aid in any way possible. You know, my mom came in and did some things. Your mom came in and came in and did. Yeah. And when I say did, I mean, they literally helped us understand how to formulate this family. Yeah. Put this family together the right way and grow this family in a nurturing, understanding, loving way. And so you say, well, then if everyone gives you ideas, what do you do? Listen. <laughs> I can, that's listen, a, yes. Listen to these wise people who have done it and understand it. Yeah. Family is so important. And everything you do really has to be intentional. And there needs to be action, right? So um, hope this helped. I know we really went around blended. Um, I think if you're like, I think of Mikhail and John, right. Who were in this marriage who started off. Well, they did the counseling thing. They talked about the important things in life and they may be at a point soon here. Like let's talk about a family and really start even talking about the family history. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and talk and bringing up those experiences knowing what childhood was for the one person and what it was for the other. And then I know they're really good about their budget and financial planning around it. And I can see them being the parents who, if they decide to have children are going to do the preparedness for child safety and locks and, you know, all those kind of things. And those are all beautiful ways to be when you're talking about starting a family. Yeah. That, that's amazing to be able to do that with one another. Sure. Um, and I know couples, Corey, who have to go through planning for fertility, um, want to have a family and there's fertility issues there. So knowing the resources in there, you know? Yeah. And the beautiful thing in, in those kind of situations is you have to be prepared financially. Number one, number two, uh, you're talking to doctors and experts about this stuff on such a regular basis. So you, you have no choice but to get prepared for it. Um, again, blended families, you just don't know exactly what you're getting until you got it. 
because you can't fake that. You know, you, you, when you're in the dating mode or honeymoon phase, then, you know, everybody's on their best behavior. But as soon as honeymoon is over with, that's when you see the true and the real. Yep. And I'm going to say this. When I used to frequent coffee shops, blended drinks were my favorite. I think when you do it well and you get there, there's so much joy in bringing the family together, you know, and just staying in it. I think it tastes good. It's <laughs> special blend yeah, always that, is. That one threw me for a loop. Like, <laughs> You're all, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying that it's a beautiful thing to be blended. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many other topics we want to touch. Not today. Not but today. But we wish you an amazing rest of the day, rest of the week, rest of the month. Don't forget to put your small actions into place, whatever they may be, to help you move forward and get started. There you go. You know, I said, take the elevator. We say, look up and let's elevate. elevate.